With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Ferndale Lyman, Landon Hatchet, and you're listening to the Top 100 Countdown with Tyler and Rylan. Go Eagles! Greetings and welcome into the Whatcom County Football Podcast. It is episode 114. I'm your host, Rylan Spencer of Cascadia Preps. Along with me, as always, Tyler Anderson. Wait, did I say of Whatcom Preps? Did I say I'm from Whatcom Preps? I don't know. Well, I don't know if I did or not, but Tyler, you are. So we're going. Let's go. No, There's no stopping this boat today. <laughs> That's right. Are you guys sick of us yet? Yeah, I'm oh, sick of myself man. at the moment. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're back, man. Only two guys left. Big, big time player here on number two. Excited to talk about him. Yeah. For for people that don't know, this is literally, this is actually the third day in a row that you and I have recorded. Yeah. So we did, what, the, what was it, 110 a couple days ago, and then we did the first three of the top five yesterday, and we're doing the final two today. Yeah. Ugh, just craziness. I'm 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 sick of sitting here in the office because I haven't really had to sit in the office in a couple of months. And yeah, here we go. Anyway, yeah. top 100 countdown. We're down to number two, and number two on that top 100 countdown. Six foot three, 285 pounds. He is a junior, number 66 for the Ferndale Golden Eagles. Center defensive tackle. It is the man who gave us the intro, Landon Hatchett. Oh, man, what a beast. And talk about, you know, if I had to rank him by hair, um, you know, he might be in that. He'd be a top five guy there, too. But well, in person, hold on. <laughs> hair before the game and hair after the game are two uh-huh. different things because hair after the game is not good. <laughs> hair before that, the game, though, some luscious locks. Flawless. Yeah, but, hey, that means he's working hard, you yes. know. And, and uh, talk about a hard worker, a fun-loving guy, personality. Um, just an awesome guy to get, a, to get, to get to know just the last few years. But, um, but man, he's, I mean, he's just another one of those guys between the lines that you just have to watch out. Um, has a ton of respect around not only the County, but the state, you know, I've seen, you know, he goes out there as one of the captains, one of the few, you know, underclassmen captains there are out there and, you know, guys on the other team are, excited to see him give him a hug give him dap uh he's a you know he's a big time player and um 
does things at the center position that you just don't see at all at the high school level. And then um, his quickness, his, his ability uh, to get his hands up right away um, is just, you know, I, it, it's, it's crazy, you know, and I didn't know, you know, after playing center as a freshman, I didn't know if his sophomore year, he was going to be moved to guard. Um, I was kind of expecting that, but it didn't happen. And he stayed at center the whole time. And they just man, started we, pulling him instead of pulling the guards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why not? You know, it's uh, we've been really blessed in Whatcom County to have some great centers just in the last, you know, five, 10 years. Um, and I think by the time he graduates, he will he will be the best center that Whatcom County has ever produced. Um, and I think that's probably a pretty easy bet. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, you can't, you cannot sleep on him because he's, he's, he's coming all the time. You know, he played a little defensive end as well, a little bit when there was a, a rotation, get some bigger guys yeah. in there. Sometimes I, was gonna say, kick I, out I, play... I remember seeing a DN a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so he would kick out and play some defensive end every once in a while. He's got the ability to do that. Yeah. Versatility. Um, <clears throat> Had some big plays. I mean, he had an interception to what? seal a game. Um, yeah, that was that was uh, early in the year. He didn't house it. No, he didn't. What, he a, what a, a disappointment! Fumble, he had two fumble recoveries too, and one was uh, at that game, that final game that you were at. That he, yeah. you know, it, it was. Uh, he was. I. I thought maybe he was going to pick it up and go, but. Um, but if I can remember right, he tried. Yeah, he did try. It just he didn't did work try. out very well. No, but uh, despite constant double teams, 29 tackles, four tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, the two fumble recoveries and the interception, like I said, an obvious all-conference first team uh, offensive line and defensive line. Uh, you know, I I got a hold of some media members last night, actually, to ask about what's going on with the AP All-State team. They decided not to do it. They decided to stop doing it this year, I should say. Wow. Um, That's So, Yeah. But, you know, there's some press uh, people that we could probably get a hold of and make our own, I think. But um, he's the kind of guy that's, a, a, you know, an, an obvious all-state, you know, caliber player. Um, and a, another one of those great athletes that's a baseball player that hit over 400 and led the county in RBIs. And, um, you know, it's uh, he's just a guy that commands the room. You know, I mean, when he steps in, it's like all eyes are kind of on him and he's he plays it in a great way. Um, you know, it happened to be when I was, you know, on my trip, we talked about, you know, over the summer um, and I happened to be at the big house. I just wanted to walk around it and see how big, you know, uh, the Michigan Stadium how was. Big it actually and, was. Yeah, yeah. And it's just bigger than you think. And he was <laughs> there at the exact same time, you know, and. And uh, it's so funny how that happened, but this, I mean, just it's, it seems like he's been there for such a long time and to get another year out of him is going to be fantastic. Um, he is kind of, you know, the motor that makes Ferndale go and um, he's just a joy to watch. You know, when you have freshmen, <laughs> when you have freshmen playing on varsity, Skill guys, you know, receivers, running back, stuff like that. Those guys can be very effective. 
linemen are typically not that effective as freshmen. There's only a handful of them that I've seen over the years that have been truly effective as freshmen, and usually it's guys that are just bigger than everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Foster Sorrell, you know, mm-hmm. as a freshman was 6'5", you know, 315 or something like that. And, I mean, well, first off, he was, like, instantly the best lineman in the state. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But that being said, Landon Hatchett as a freshman was one of the best linemen in the in, in the county up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. He, he, he was. he was already really good. Defensively, he has gotten better and better and better, and he is now one of the best defensive tackles in the county. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not all that often – in in today's game, where you can look at it and go, this guy could honestly be the best center and the best defensive tackle in the county. He could be. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you talk about other defensive tackles in the county, Tyler, if 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 Landon Hatchett didn't play center, he would still probably be potentially in the top ten of this list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would. I mean, Roman Mink is another defensive yeah. tackle. Uh, Can you imagine having those mind. two lined up next to each other? <laughs> 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 There'd be centers yeah. and guards just flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're right. You're right. He his his game has definitely developed on the defensive side of the ball. Um, plays center almost like a defensive player with his nastiness. You know, um, you know a lot of I've heard you know line coaches. What you know, say things about a player when they get this big kid and they don't know which side of the ball he's going to be. You know, they kind of say, "Oh, he's 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 kind of finesse," which means which was like I, he lends himself more to the offensive side of the ball, or yeah. this guy's more um, nasty and reactionary. He's more of a defensive player. He plays offense with the nasty. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's it's a it's a it's a unique thing to see. It's uh, it's a joy to watch, and uh, and I know that you've uh, <laughs> you've said some great things about his nastiness on the offensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So you remember a couple of years ago, the Seahawks went through a phase where they tried to take defensive linemen and turn them to guards. Yeah, yeah. And and you know the the best example of it is is Jr. Sweezy. Yeah. And you know when I watch Landon Hatchet, there's a lot of Jr. Sweezy in him. I mean, just mm-hmm. he's just a jerk. You know what I mean? Like he is just—he is so mean out there. But he's also the guy that'll help you up. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, oh yeah. He'll pancake your ass and then and then put his hand out and pull you up. You know, just to maybe even rub it in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But when when I watch Landon Hatchet as a guy who played center and defensive tackle myself, when I watch Landon Hatchet, what I see is I see a guy that doesn't have he—it's—it's it's what you're saying. He has one mentality, and it's to kick your ass, and he's going to do it. And the thing that's crazy about it is typically guys like that are very one-sided, you know, mm-hmm. can only be good in the run game, can only be good when he gets his hands on you, maybe things like – no. I, I, I know I talked about it the week of the game. There was a, there was a play in that game against Garfield where I, I remember – Sitting, I'm sitting up by myself in the stands, and I had my my what would you say my right foot like up on top of my left knee, you know, and I'm just kind of mm-hmm. kicked back, relaxed, watching. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like everybody down blocks, and all of a sudden, poof! Here's Landon Hatchet out on the run, 
And I was like, yeah. oh. And that's when foot comes down and you sit up a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah, it's right. like, oh, what's, what the heck's happening here? Yeah. And he gets out. And the thing, and, and I talked about this. I remember talking about this on the podcast. He didn't get his hands on the, the I think it was an outside backer. Maybe it was like a safety. He didn't get his hands on him. And he still blocked him, you know, eight, ten yards down the field. And the reason this is so important is because a lot of times what happens when you get those big offensive linemen out there and they get their hands on, when they get them on, they kind of stop moving their feet, and that's when holding happens. Yep. Well, he's got, you know, probably Thomas Brosell coming behind him, whoever it was, and he what he did is he kind of put his arm into the guy. Yep. And then just ran with him. Yep. And it was like, I'm not going to even get my hands on you. I'm just going to get in your way and I'm going to continue to stay in your way and you're not going to have a choice. Yeah, and it there's was no it was no great. chance of holding there. Yeah. No, no. No, well, maybe in high school football cuz you get some referees that just don't know what the heck they're doing. But yeah. No, you're right. There's there there is no way to get called for holding there, and have it be an actual good call. There's just not. I mean, he 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 just kind of. It's almost like uh, he he like threw an uppercut and then just kept his arm there, yeah. And, and then was just kind of running with it. And I remember watching it, just going, "That's advanced. That's advanced stuff, man. That's yeah. That's that's a lineman's lineman. Yeah. That's that's Jason Kelsey. You know, yeah. that is uh, now the guy Creed Humphrey. Whoa." The guy, the guy from, uh, the guy from Kansas City. My yeah. goodness, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude, he's he's a rookie and he might already be the best center in the game. Unbelievable, yeah. uh, Ryan Kelly, you know from the yeah. uh, from the Colts, uh, Frank Ragnow from the Lions, like uh, Ryan Jensen from the Bucks. I mean, these are guys that are mean and nasty that just do things so different, you know. And then you watch guys like Ethan Posich and you want to puke on yourself, but. <laughs> that's what Landon Hatchett brings on offense. Then you watch him on defense. And is he going to is he going to end up with well what did he end up with did he have sacks? Any sacks? Yeah, two and a half sacks, four tackles for loss. Yeah, and that's the thing is like the sacks you know aren't necessarily his thing. But you know what? He requires a double team. Yo, for sure. Required. I mean it is a requirement. You have to double team. Well, first off, as a line guy, you got to double team the point of attack anyway. But he's going to require a double team, and if you don't do it, is he going to burst into the backfield? Maybe not, but you know what? He's going to hold his ground on the line, and he's going to clog some lanes, and it's going to be really tough to run anywhere near Landon Hatchet. I mean, I start thinking about it, and I'm like, gosh, you know what? If you had two big old you know, nose tackles, defensive tackles, and then you put Hatchet out on the edge you know, on one end, and you had Mason on the other, whew. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Because you start, and which is which is you know what the Seahawks did for years. Because Hatchet would almost be like that uh, Red, Red Red Bryant. Yeah, Red Bryant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, obviously he's not nearly as big as Red Bryant, but right. But the he, comparison, Bryant he, was like three twenty five playing yeah. end. Well, and yeah. what and what what they used to do with Bryant, they would what they would do is they would two gap the backside, 
And so Bryant's job was really to just get into somebody, yeah. kind of hold him there, and then chuck him one way or the other. So he's he's got two gaps. He's covering yeah. two gaps. So they would two-gap the backside is what the Seahawks used to do a lot. <clears throat> and, I, I mean, I could just see Hatchet being that guy because he's just mm-hmm. so strong and so physical. And if you just had a couple of big old lane eaters in the middle and then just let Jake Mason tee off on the other side, oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, and that's what, that's what I, I love about watching – you know, some, you know, certain teams, you, you love watching certain teams. And it's like when you're watching, you know, Ferndale and and you're just seeing just so mean and nasty in the, in the trenches. And then, you, you know, you look at, you know, uh, Linden mean and just nasty in the trenches, yep. you yep. know, and then you've got Baker who there's like some finesse in the way that they do things, but they're yep. just mean and nasty. Also, you know, maybe not as mean and nasty over at Squalicum, but they get into you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, theirs is a little bit, you know, they're going to work the angles maybe a little bit more, but they're going to get into you. But, man, watching mm-hmm. Ferndale, it's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and, and guys like Hatchet is just, I, I mean, I get fired up thinking about offensive line. And, and you know, he's a, I think, isn't he a tape on the wrist guy? Yeah, oh, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, abs- the only thing he's got a problem is the helmet. <laughs> I, I know. I'm all like for safety, helmet. and I'm sure it's a, a big safety thing. But I mean, he looks like a Power Ranger with that helmet. It's just just this big old yellow Power Ranger looking thing. Uh, and then the face mask. We got to talk about the face mask. I mean, he's got the old school like uh, Kevin Smith, like two bars on the around the eyes. Like he, it's not the Emmett Smith. Well, Emmett Smith did wear it in uh, Arizona when he was yeah. with the uh, when he was with the uh, the cards. The cards. Yeah. yeah, he had that a couple extra bars on it. Man, Landon, give me the give me the bar down the middle. Give me the bar down the middle, man. I don't know if you'll ever see that again. Oh, oh I'm going to send you a picture. Uh, <laughs> to the, uh, the, the right, I think it was the right guard and the right tackle from Kamayakin both had the old school bar down the middle. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I, I was really hoping they'd win a state championship <laughs> just for the bar down the middle. And, and you know what? There's, there's quite a few guys in the NFL that go with the bar down the middle. Mike McGlinchey was one of them. I mean, there's still some guys. There's a – oh, one of the guys from uh, – from the from the football team, from Washington football team, they yeah. uh, one of their defensive linemen wears the bar down the middle, just beautiful man. And you know what? I I don't even know if they even make a bar down the middle for like that helmet. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. he can't get it, but I'd sacrifice the helmet for something else then. <laughs> I get it. I, I I get it. That helmet is just goofy looking though, because you know what's funny though. Uh. You know what it reminds me of? You remember the first Seahawks game in the new stadium? Do you remember who they played? It was a preseason uh, game. No, I don't remember. Pretty sure they played the Colts. And Peyton okay. Manning had the new face mask. And it's, oh, yeah. It's, it, it was the, <laughs> what is it, Revolution <laughs> Speed or whatever they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a little kid's thing or something. It yeah. Didn't look, it, well, it yeah. made his jaw look gigantic. Like, <laughs> just the way that it stuck out. And I remember watching it going, what the heck is going on here? Like, this yeah. is just goofy looking. And then within a couple of years, everybody had them. You yep. know, and it's just like those, um, uh, what do you call them, uh, Vices, you know, the mm-hmm. Vices helmets, you know, they looked real goofy at first because they looked just gigantic. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you know, probably, shoot, half the state had them. Um, and then somehow they went out of business. I still don't understand how that company went um, bankrupt or whatever. Like, like every high school kid for like a couple of years was like buying those. So how the heck did you, I don't know. Um Anyway, yeah, his, uh, his the way that he plays is just 
it's it's so old school, Tyler. It, it just is. I mean, I think about some of the old offensive linemen. I mean, I think about I mentioned his name yesterday, like a Mark Stepnoski. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like not the biggest guy in the world, six three two eighty five. That's not huge. You know, yeah. like that's not. There's gonna be he's gonna play next to guards that are gonna make him probably look small. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But man, he's athletic. I mean, and you know, didn't really know how athletic he was until mm-hmm. I started watching him pull. And all yep. of a sudden, you're just like, dude. I mean, and people don't understand how hard that is to pull as a, as a center. As a center, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is really, really tough to pull as a center. I think Western used to do that back in the day, if I can remember right. I think Western yeah. used to pull their their center a lot uh, back in like. The it all started with Kevin Beeson, I bet. Maybe. I mean, who yeah. knows? You yeah. all American. I so. mean, obviously, when you talk athleticism, Kevin Beeson's the first guy that comes to mind. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I hope he's listening. Uh. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, just and and you know what I love about it, Tyler? Uh, we get to watch him for another year. I know, I know. It's just, it's, it is. We're super lucky, and and I can I can walk for I can I take a five minute walk and watch him. That's yeah. that's what I love. I mean, it's that's. Uh, I'm so glad that you know, I, I I'm doing what I'm doing. It's it's. A, I mean, at any point, it probably seems like the best point. You know, as far as just the guys that are in, in the, in the, that are in the league and the guys that are playing. And it just seems like kind of like a golden age right now. I mean, I mean, goodness gracious at number 10 was Leighton Smithson. He's got a power five offer, you know, it's like, yeah, he's going to it, wazoo. <laughs> yeah. It's like these, this is, these are, it, it does feel like a golden age of these amazing players around right now. And so many of them that we talked about just in the last few days are underclassmen, you know, and, and, uh, you know, especially these big three with Ferndale coming back. Uh, but there is, you know, those those kids over in Linden, there is I don't know how many were named in the top 100 that were underclassmen, but I think it's double digits for Linden wow. that are all coming. I mean, it's I don't know if I've there's ever been a team that had double digits from the top 100 list that were returning. You know, usually I kind of look at it the next year, like in August, and I kind of go, OK, First thing I look at is how many kids from the top 100 are coming back. And sometimes it's like three, two or three. So, but to have three from the top, you know, three from the top seven coming back for Ferndale and, you know, like at least 10 of them for Linden. I mean, there, we are in a pretty good uh, golden age for football up here in Whatcom County. And it's, it's a great time to be a part of it. So Tyler, about five minutes ago, I sent a text message to uh, a buddy of mine that uh is a a offensive line coach in the division one ranks and they have offered uh they have offered hat landon hatchet okay and i just said hey what would you do to get landon hatchet on campus signed and delivered and he says i would give up any arm and any leg Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at his offers right now: Colorado, Miami, Michigan, Nevada, Oklahoma, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. I mean, when you think about Whatcom County, Tyler, how many guys could you say Miami and Michigan? Yeah, that's that's true. I, I mean, mean not a lot. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, I. I mean, really, Oregon offers. Like, I, I get the TJ Bass is there right now, but he wasn't offered yeah. out of high school. You know? No, so. no, that was a long. That was a long trek for him so yeah. 
And uh, but yeah, it's it's. Uh... I mean, the only other like guy recent memory that I could think of that you could say you know Oklahoma, Michigan, Miami is maybe his older brother. Garen. I was just gonna say I think Garen had Oklahoma. Yeah, I know he had um, Oklahoma because I remember it was I think a finalist was Oklahoma. Yeah, so I don't know about Michigan and Miami, but um, but yeah, you know, there's well, Miami you know, I know doesn't offer a ton of guys up here in general. <clears throat> no, I know. I think Brandon. Brandon Reyna, who played in the early 90s at Bellingham, he had offers from Miami. Um, uh, he ended up playing at Washington State. And there's, you know, John Raper was a lineman in the 80s from Mount Baker that had offers from Notre Dame, um, some pretty big schools, USC. And uh, he ended up accepting Washington state and then transferring to Eastern, I believe. And then, so there's, there's been a few, I'm trying to just, just think alignment here, but you know, it's uh it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, and I'm looking uh, at Taylor rap right now. Yeah. Taylor rap, you know, obviously went to Washington, but uh, you know, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Oregon, Stanford. Um, yeah. You know, Nebraska doesn't offer a ton of guys out here. Notre Dame doesn't either. Uh, right. Oregon and Stanford, obviously they do, but you know that's a West Coast thing. But yeah, I mean, there's just, uh, I mean, it is it is pretty crazy. Um, let's take a look at his brothers and see uh, see what Garen had. Uh, NC, you know, it's funny. His twenty four seven picture is still a Ferndale picture. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow, yeah, this is a little different here. Uh, Washington, Oklahoma, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama, that's right. Yeah, Georgia Tech. I can't say I've ever seen Georgia Tech offer a kid from up here. Michigan, LSU, Mississippi State, Nebraska. Still think he should have gone there. Notre Dame, <laughs> Ohio State. I mean. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, here's places. I mean, these are places that just don't they don't offer a ton of guys up here, especially into the Whatcom County. I mean, it's, and it's yeah. not, that's not a shot at Whatcom County. It's just it's such a small area. I mean, we're only talking about 10 schools. Yeah. Um, you know, and. Uh, and half of them won a. Yeah, that's true too, and uh, you know USC, A and M, Texas. Um, yeah, I mean it's pretty pretty crazy to look at his list of offers. It's like mm-hmm. a, a, a half mile long here. Yeah, uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Some of the names of coaches that are you know were recruiting him is pretty cool too. Uh, actually, a couple of these guys are in trouble with the NCAA. Um, <laughs> like, huh? Wow, that is an interesting name there. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Landon Hatchett, I mean, uh, last year, Tyler, number nine on the top 100 countdown in the spring. Um, What did we say they played? Was it seven games? I think Ferndale played six. Six, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah. Six, because it was either six or five is pretty much what most teams were going to play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, 30 and a half tackles, four tackles for a loss, three and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. That is a really, really good shortened season. Yeah, mean, basically half a year, yeah. Yeah, that is really, really good. Um, I mean, now this picture is awful, Tyler. You should take this down. This is not. <laughs> this one is not. Well, that's his picture from his freshman year because I wasn't able oh, to get right. headshot. Yeah. I wasn't able to get headshots uh, sophomore season, and he made the. He was the first player to ever make the top 100 as a freshman. Um, that's right. I remember you so, mentioning that, and I think he was right around number 50 or so as a freshman. And then Corey Olney this year was the second freshman to ever be named. So. Um, so yeah, so he's he he's got a chance to be the first four-time you know person on the list. So I think he's got a pretty good shot at it. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, if he doesn't get it, then yeah, we feel really <laughs> bad. Uh, he was number fifty-six 
As 56 a as a freshman. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 56. See how fast I was able to look that up, Tyler? I know. That's impressive. I was yeah. just going to say you had that up pretty quick. I'm not going to lie. I got really lucky. I, I went to the, the – it says categories, right? Yeah. Or, uh, excuse me, it says archives. And I hit uh, December 2019. And as I scrolled down, it just happened to be right there. Oh, uh, nice. Four tackles, 99 assist, uh, or nine assisted tackles. Uh, two tackles for a loss, one sack, one forced fumble as a freshman. And how about this? Listed at six foot two forty five. Yeah, six he, feet. He's grown a little. He has. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? What would that be? Forty pounds and three inches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And from yes. looking at him, it's a good forty pounds too. I mean, oh, it's yeah. Really, really good forty pounds. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Landon Hatchet comes in at number two. Tyler, we got one left. I'm not yeah. sure if anybody knows who it is yet, but we got one left, and uh, we will talk about him, what do you say, tomorrow? How about that? That sounds good. Well, for you and I, it's in about five minutes. <laughs> everybody else, it's going to be tomorrow. Uh, you'll just have to wait in suspense, everybody. That's right. uh, he's Tyler Anderson, Whatcom Preps, WhatcomPreps.com, Ryland Spencer, Cascadia Preps, CascadiaPreps.com. What's that? CascadiaPreps.com, Jim. Why does he keep asking me that? I don't know. Anyway. Top 100 countdown. We will be back tomorrow with number one. We'll talk to you then.